Well, it's good to see you this morning, and <clears throat> you know, I was going to preach on Mary's song, it's Christmas and all that, but um, you know, I just felt God put a word on my heart, you know, because I had the option whether to do Mary's song or maybe do something else, and I thought I would preach on, you know, something else. So, I want to, if you have a Bible with you, there's two scriptures I want to read to you. Um, Genesis 5, 24, and then Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. I want to speak to you on Enoch. I want to speak to you on walking with God. Walking with God, and you might think, well, we know about that. Well, you can walk to church, but it doesn't mean you're walking with God. Walking with God, there's principles. There's ways God wants us to walk with him. You can't just walk our own way. You can't make a God of your own image. You can't mold God into what we would like him to be. We can't worship a Jesus who's not a Jesus of the Bible. We need to worship him in spirit and in truth. And if we're going to walk with him and know the peace and the joy and the power and the rest and the being still, then I want to walk with him correctly. Or we'll build a Jesus in our own image and we will worship a God. It's no better than worshiping a golden calf because it's not him. It's something we've made in our mind. So walking with God is really important in this world. Genesis chapter 5, verses 24. It's a small verse, 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he, and he was no more, for God took him. It's incredible. A man who will never, ever experience in death walking with God, and God said, you're walking so close to me, I may as well come down and pick you up and bring you home while you're alive. Who wants a walk like that? That's some walk, isn't it? He will actually never, ever experience death. He actually came down. How he got him up, transported him, lifted him, I have no idea, but God looked down and came down and picked him up and took him up. I mean, can you imagine his family and friends that night Going, have you seen him? I've not seen him. He's somewhere. The last time I saw him, he was walking that way. We forget all about that, but he was walking with God and God took him. And then in Hebrews 11, chapter 5 and 6, it says this, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. He pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seeks him. Now we know that Enoch walked with God roughly about 300 years. It's astonishing. It's astonishing that a man or woman can walk with God. In the original Hebrew Walking with God, Enoch, it means he went to and fro constantly in communion with God. Now, 300 years walking with God needs, needs intentional living. It needs maintenance. It needs gardening. And it needs dedication. I mean, I honestly wouldn't like to live for 300 years. Can you imagine the joy in that? But can you imagine the pain in that? of living with the sorrow of that, of 300 years of dealing with stuff. But this man walked with God, having conversation, walking in and out with God. 
I mean, he, he never just lived in a cave or somewhere out in the country, hiding away from the world. It says this man had a family. He had responsibilities. He had obligations. He had a life to live. In the midst of it all, he had to walk with God. He had no Bible, no CD, no TV, no books, no God channel. He had nothing, and yet this man maintained a walk with God. It does not tell us the list of his successes, how many churches he planted, what his legacy was, what he done, how great he was, what he preached, how amazing his life was. What a testimony. Never mind having a testimony of being delivered from drugs and drink. Never mind having a testimony of never taking a drink or drug, but God kept you. He had this testimony. He walked with God. Is that not the testimony that God is looking for above all testimonies? What's the point of having a testimony of being brought up in church and kept by God, of being delivered from heroin if you don't walk with Him? He had this testimony. He pleased God. Not his accolades, not look what I've done. No big show. No big list, just a word. He walked with God and he pleased God. Wow. Doesn't tell us his accolades. What do you need to walk with God? Tells us in, it tells us in the verse in Hebrews. He pleased God. And then the next verse says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So to walk with God, you need faith. What is faith? I trust you when I can't trace you. I trust you in these circumstances. Isn't it amazing? On the road to Emmaus, God was walking with them and they didn't even know it. To have faith, to believe that God said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you, that you can walk with me and step by step and you can talk to me. I have made a covenant with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. All you have to do is talk. God is looking for people who will talk to him. We don't need to pray in the King James unless you were brought up with it and you read that Bible. Just talk to him in your normal accent, in your normal voice. I know that when he talks back to me, it's Scottish. <laughs> Paul said, he spoke to me in my Hebrew tongue. He speaks to you where you're at. He speaks to you how you speak. Just talk with God. But people don't. We talk about them. We sing about them. We read about them. But who's actually walking with them? Who's talking with them? Who's communion with them? I believe that's why, not all the reasons, but one of the reasons there's so much anxiety in the church. People do not talk to God. So many fears because they forgot the promises are nothing but anemic. The words stay words. But when you read this Bible, you're not meant to read words. You're meant to hear a voice and you're meant to talk back to it. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Are you talking with God? How do you maintain this walk? 
Amos 3.3, can two walk together unless they agree? You need to say, your ways are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. You need to bring yourself into alignment with this word. God's not looking for my opinion on stealing, adultery, and all the rest of the sins that this world has. And we're not condemning them. We're here to preach a gospel of love to them. But I cannot come into agreement with the principles of this world. My body, my soul, my spirit must come into agreement and alignment with the word of God if I'm going to walk with God. I must submit to that book. I must let that book correct me, rebuke me, chasten me, discipline me, and love me and encourage me. I must come into alignment. The carnal mind is enmity with God. As a man thinks, so he is. Have this mind in you, the mind of Christ. How do you get the mind of Christ in you? By reading and talking and saturate yourself in the Word of God. Are you in agreement with God this morning? Or are you fighting with your Maker? Are you compromising to find your own life? Or are you willing to lay it down and say yes to his life, carry a cross and come into an abundant life? Are we walking with God? To walk with God, you must believe that he exists. It says that Enoch believed he existed. You need to believe that there is a God. In this modern age of technology and all the busyness of life, that there's a God, that men are living how they want, that one day that sky will roll back like a scroll. And as sure as the first coming, as sure as the first coming that we sang about, he is coming back. And there will be a separation. Who walked the narrow road and who walked the broad road? There will be two destinations for your final place of destination. There's no doubt about that. You must believe he is. You must have faith to believe. You see, friends, I believe in the wind, but I've never seen it. And to say that this all happened through a big bang is like saying there was an explosion in a scrapyard and a BMW came out. <laughs> That's ironic. That's how ironic it is to believe. No, men were created by God and for God. And when we, we have lost the path that he had given us, we have grappled in darkness. We have tried to find it and love and marriage and children and jobs and money and materialism and ourselves. And meditation and going to all the different gods only to find we're more emptier as a nation than we've ever been. Oh, that men would believe that there's a God of love and mercy. And he tore hell apart to walk with you. He wants you so much. He gave his only son that whoever believes his existence can walk with God. And you're walking with God. Psalm 68, I have set the Lord always before me. We must set him first. 
Oh, God said, there's a cost for this walk. Anybody who loves mother, father, children, anybody more than me. And when it just rolls off your tongue, it sounds cruel. But actually, all he's saying is, all he's saying is, I must be your first love. Because when I'm your first love, all those other people get your best love. When I'm, when, he, when I'm first in love with him, I can love my wife the way he loves the church. When I'm in alignment with God, she gets the best Jay Fallon on earth. She gets the best husband on earth. When I'm walking with God, my child gets the best father because I'm walking in the spirit. I'm walking in peace. I'm not dissatisfied. I'm not angry. I'm not shouting. I'm not kicking the cat, slamming doors and shouting and bringing an atmosphere to the whole house. I'm walking with God and I'm obeying him. And my house is at peace because I'm at peace. And believe me, there's nothing worse when a man is not walking with God in a house it's, and, and, and he's angry or he's annoyed or he's frustrated or vice versa. We get the best of each other when we're walking with God. To walk with God requires Persistence. Oh, we live in a day of instant. I want it and I want it now. They don't want to wait to save up for a carpet. They want to get into debt for the shag pile carpet and they pay 14 years for it. And they say, look what I've got. And it gets dirty and they end up dissatisfied with it. Bin it and get another one on top of the other debt and on top of the other debt. Nobody wants to save. And I'm not saying don't go into debt. We all, we've got mortgages. There's certain things you just need to do in this life. But you know what I'm talking about. Instant coffee, instant burgers, instant, it's like church, come in, get an instant prayer. Somebody just pray for me and get me out of this. And God says, let me walk you through it. Let me walk you through the valley. Let me walk you through the darkness. Let people see that there's a God who can sustain. He can sustain you in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody any trouble today? Shout hallelujah. He's going to walk with me this morning. He's going to walk me through it. We don't always get delivered out of it. Sometimes we need to walk through it. God said, I'm making a man, I'm making a woman of God. If I deliver you, you're going to grow up to be wimpish and weak, but I'm going to make you strong in the Lord and the power of his might. No weapon formed against me will prosper. If God is for me, who can be against me? Oh, for a man who walks with God. He's undefeatable. He's an overcomer. He's more than a conqueror. Ladies, who wants to be married to a man like that? Men, who wants to be married to a wife like that? Church, who wants to show a world a church like that? Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Glory to God. Are you walking with God? Oh, the joy of it. Oh, the excitement of it. Oh, what would we forfeit that walk for? To have fellowship with this world? Never, and again I say never, walk with God. Say it again. Walking to church does not mean you're walking with God. I'll tell you that right now. All Pentecostals were so conditioned. We know exactly how to sing, how to fall, how to get up, how to talk, but are you walking with God? Is that not all that matters when you die? Is that not all that matters how we live? How do you maintain this walk? 
1 John 1, 7. You walk in the light as he is in the light. See, you are not walking with God if you're walking in darkness. It's an interesting verse, isn't it? You maintain this walk by walking in the light as he is in the light, and then you will have fellowship with one another. Now, walking in darkness deliberately or sin does not mean that God is forsaken you. It means that the relationship, that you're not getting the benefit out of it. Are you in the light? Or do you need to bring yourself into the light? How do you walk in the light? You ask God forgiveness if you're doing things you shouldn't be. It's as simple as that. And he goes, I'm glad you asked. Forgive me. When the prodigal came running back from his dark, horrible, filthy, stinking, putrid, pigsty. See, that's what sin is. It's actually not funny. Sin is destroying people in church. And he comes running back. And the father looks at him and starts to run. How eager is God for us to walk with him? And doesn't he go, look at the state of you. I told you that. Puts a, a robe around him. I'll tell you, the judgment seat of God is going to be easier than how we've been judged by some Christians. You're going to get grace there. You're going to get mercy. You're going to get love. You're going to put, put in a robe of righteousness. It's not your righteousness. You're going to get loved and there's going to be a sacrifice made and his name was Jesus Christ and he said, you're welcome back. Come and walk with me again. You who are in the pig pen this morning. You who are in your filth. I'm not condemning you. I'm here to tell you I love you. Come back and walk with me. Get up and walk with me and don't let the devil keep you in prison. My mercy is new every morning. My love never comes to an end. The blood never loses its power. Oh, there's power, power, wandering, working power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. To walk in the light. Enoch walked with God and was no more. That tells me, you know, there's rewards for walking with God. You get lifted out the grave again. Oh, the world doesn't believe it. Live, drink, happy, be merry. Well, let's go into oblivion. Oh, you will. But those in Christ will be risen forever. And a million years from now, it will have been worth it. The sacrifice would have been worth it. The letting go of unhealthy relationships, the letting go of that lust, the letting go of that sin, the letting go of that anger and surrendering to Christ in a million years from now, it will be worth it. We'll still be there. Oh, what's it going to be like? Even when I'm on my deathbed, oh, it's a final enemy. But the Bible says, where is your sting? There's no sting in death for the Christian. We will rise again. Hallelujah. What a saviour. You know, when you walk with God, you get revelation knowledge, not just knowledge, not just Bible knowledge, not just preaching doctrine. It's all good. We want it. But you actually get revelation knowledge. It's not of this world. It says in Jude, believe it or not, Jude 1, 14 to 15, Enoch prophesied about the second coming. Now, who on earth told him that? 
In Genesis, he's prophesying about the second coming in the last days. That's how much communication and an ear that God had with this man. And he prophesied the second coming. When you walk with God, he shares his heart with you. When a man walks with God, he'll share his heart with you. He'll share words of knowledge that set the captives free. He'll put a gospel message that's anointing that breaks chains, opens prison doors, opens blind eyes, and sets the captives free. Who wants to walk with God? I do. Oh, you have no power in yourself and your pride and we're uplifted and somebody pats your back. Away with it all. Keep the praise of men. Walk with God humbly, Micah says. Walk with your God humbly and then go home and say, I'm an unworthy servant. To God be the glory. Are you ready to meet him? You're not promised tomorrow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The Bible says, you fool. You don't even know that this night your life will be required of you. That's what he called a man building bigger barns. Oh, you've got the barns. You've thought of everything. The last thing you thought about was your spiritual life. You weren't walking with me. Hallelujah. Jesus died so that you could walk with him. For God so loved. Put your name there. I'm going to say God so loved, and I want you to shout your name. For God so loved. For God so loved. For God so loved. He gave his only son. He says, come on, follow me. And you said yes, and that's why you're here. You are walking with him. But I'm calling you into deeper waters this morning. Ankle deep. (laughs) Splashing about. Waist deep. It's all right, you can, you're still in control, aren't you, when you're waist deep? You know, when people can't swim, you say, no further than up to here. You say to the kids in the sea, I mean, you've got people putting red, red, put, put this orange thing around your leg, no higher than that, or you're toast, trying to protect them. And God says, go in where it's over your head. You've lost control. You're in my spirit. You're walking in the spirit. Exodus. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses as a man speaks with a friend face to face. Are you sleeping this morning or are you hearing the voice behind this Scottish accent? Are you hearing the spirit saying he's looking for people to walk with him? Do you know Someone gives you a negative to that, doesn't it? Blessed, happy, fortunate is to be envied is the man who does not walk with the wicked, does not sit in the scornful. So if you want to walk with God, there's another walk that you have to lay down. There's another life you need to surrender. Walk not in the counsel of the wicked. I'll be friends with them. I'll let my light shine, but I won't be taking their advice. I won't be taking their fellowship to a deep level. Because darkness has no fellowship with light. But I'll be telling them about Christ. I'll be letting my light shine in the midst of it. I'm going to be salt. But I won't let me pull them down to their level. I won't be listening to their filthy, dirty jokes. And all the filth that comes at them. I'm not scared of it. I'll, I'll stay white and clean in a world. Because Enoch did. 
300 years, how would you like to try and walk with God and stay clean? You imagine the temptations that man had, the struggle, the pain, the losses, and yet he still maintained a walk with God. I'm nearly finished. Walk. Daniel walked with God, and God walked with him right in the lion's den. Oh, I've been in, I've been in with a few lions. Want to eat me up? Speak about your reputation. Stab you in the back, pull you down. Oh, I've been with lions. But I've came out unscathed because he walked with me. Does anybody know what I mean? <laughs> he walked with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he walked with them right into the fire. I'll be with you wherever you go, right in the fire. And a king looked in and he saw a fourth man. And when we walk with God, the heathen can see Jesus. They get a glimpse of the Christ. When we're in the fire and we're going through it, we're being persecuted. And as the heathen are looking in and going, is that somebody else in there? They get a glimpse of Christ. He walked with Job. Oh, Wow, that was quite a walk. I'm glad it wasn't me, I'll be honest. I'm saying it out loud. But you walk through some places you think, it's like Peter, I'll go anywhere for you, I'll die. And then he denied him. And then God told him, Peter, one day you're going to get took by the hand and you're going to have to walk the walk that I've got for you. You're going to need to go places you didn't want to go. But I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to comfort you in it. I'm going to be your strong tower. I'm going to be the balm of Gilead. I'm going to be your comfort. I'm going to be your strength. I'm going to be your joy. I'm going to be your resurrection. I'm going to be your guide. I'm going to be your light. I'm going to be your shepherd. I'm going to be a man of warrior for you. I'm going to fight your battles. I'll never let go of your hand. And Job recovered from those ashes again. It's God's champion. Not because he was great. Because God was great. He walked with God and cried and grieved through his pain as he walked with him. And at one point he said, I look, I look for him to the left and the east and the west, and I can't find him. And then he said these amazing words, but when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. And what Job was saying was, I can't find him sometimes in this walk. I can't find him in this walk. I don't understand it. I've got more wise than house. But though he slay me, I will trust him. What Job was saying is, I can't find God and I don't know where he is right now in this walk, but he knows where I am. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give him praise. I'm going to ask you to give him a hand. He knows where you are. Hallelujah. He knows where I am. Hallelujah. I don't know where he is sometimes, but boy, he knows where I am. Does that comfort anybody today? I hope it does. Oh, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you don't get shadows unless there's light. Hmm. <laughs> I'll be with you. 
or you won't be thinking about that now if you're in your 20s. We'll get we'll on with our days if that's never going to happen. But I'll tell you, you'll be glad he's there when it does. And it will. There's a rewarder. Lastly, he had this testimony. He pleased God. Are you pleasing God? Can the Holy Spirit come and examine our minds and our thoughts and our motives and our deeds and see if we're pleasing God and say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome to do that because if I'm going to walk with them, I want to do it right. I want the benefits of this walk. Leviticus 26, 12 says, walk with God in your generation. In other words, let a generation see what it's like when a man and woman surrenders. Let a generation see what it's like to walk with God. Do you know, I'm telling you, Sometimes I'm funny, but I don't actually mean to be funny. I'm just am. It's just the way I was brought up. I've never been keen on a few jokes before we meet with God. God has been trivialized. And there's no fear of God. You know, just keep sinning. Everything will be okay. He's with you. Oh, he is with you. But, you know, I need to say this. I need to say this. Coming, if I can take it from, I have a pastor's heart, believe it or not. I have not just an evangelist. I need to tell you there's consequences. And nobody's talking about that anymore. For gossiping about people, for lying, for cheating, for stealing, for committing adultery, for dinner. It's all forgivable. But there's consequences. That's why there's, that's why there's power in the blood. So we can get forgiven. And if you make a mistake, you can draw a line in the stand. And the good thing about God, you can start again. I don't care how deep you are. I don't care how depth you've been. There's a God that can lift you up and you can start again. The God of the second chance. And the third. And the... And the... Oh, we here all night. You won't get to the end of it. You can walk with God... But there's signs when we're not. You can't walk with God and not love each other. We're deceived. We're actually pretending. I love you, God, but I don't love your church. You actually don't. God's not having it. He said, I don't do deals. If you're going to love me, you're going to need to love my church. And you go, well, everybody. And you go, yeah. You go, well, yeah, but everybody except that group. And he went, no, that group is well. Well, let's go. Anybody but they two. No, they two. Okay, let's. If I can find one, anybody but him. No, him as well. Jesus Christ rendered the heavens, ripped, came down, took on the whole of hell, disarmed principalities and powers, tore the curtain of the Old Testament full of its laws and regulations and came full of grace so that men could come back into a relationship with the Father and walk with God again. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Let's stand. Amen. Can the band come back, please? Can you look at me for a moment? How do you walk with God? I'm going to give you three things as the band's coming. You pray. You just talk to him. 
not just at a prayer meeting, not just on a Sunday, it's not going to cut it. You need to find a place during the week like Enoch did. 300 years, responsibility, family, grandchildren, he had it all. I'm not going to tell you, there's no com this is not about condemnation. This is about you must find time to talk to God. To find strength and peace and rest in this crazy life that we live in sometimes. When marriage is under pressure and the kids are playing up and the jobs and the mortgage and things, and you know, and you think, get me out of here. And God says, will you just talk to me? Sometimes I say to God, God, I don't even know how to pray and I've known you for nearly 30 years. This is ridiculous. I talk like that. And he doesn't go, well, I know. He goes, well, come on, let's talk about this. And I open my Bible and he speaks to me. The second thing is, read your word. Oh, find a place. If you can't read it, you've got eight kids. Invest in a CD with the Bible, New Testament, and put it in the car and let it speak to you. Do something to get the word in you. And lastly, fellowship with one another. Befriend one another. Love one another. Without love, we've nothing. I can't see how a man cannot command the, the greatest command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. People who are not doing those two things, don't tell me you're walking with God. I'm going to tell myself that. But he ripped the heavens and tore down and sent his son and had a plan before the world began. He was slain. He had a plan. There's an enemy going to come and try and interrupt mine in your walk, but I'm going to bring you back again. Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day in a garden. He came and he walked. And he's here this morning. And he's walking. In the last days, it says he's walking amongst his, the churches. He's, walk, he's, walk, he's walking amongst to see what everybody's doing. Oh, God is very interested in our life. He's very interested in his church. Oh, he's not, he's not up there. He is walking by his spirit. The seven churches, he had something to say to every one of them. And he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. And the spirit is this morning, through the grace and the love of God, is saying, come and walk with me. Lay some stuff down for a while and come and talk to me. If we had time, we could get testimony after testimony of people here who are still walking with them through circumstances that me and you will hope that never happens to us. But they're still walking with them. And maybe you're thinking about your destiny and you're thinking, man, it's so hard you know that jo Joseph got to his destiny walking with God in irons, in pits, in prisons, and then a palace. What a walk that was. Oh, we've got preachers now telling you about this walk that you can skip along like a gazelle. Don't listen to them. It's not true. Any man who's walked with God has walked through some stuff, but I am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I've made a covenant and he never made a covenant with you. You would break it every day. He made a covenant with his son. For God to stop loving you, he would have to stop loving his son. And that's never going to happen. Who wants to walk with him? Hallelujah. <laughs> Put your hands down. Of course you do. I'm speaking to the converted. Everybody say, no condemnation. Just a call. To walk closer. Father, I thank you for every man and woman and every circumstance here and every walk of life. We have decided to follow Jesus. 
no turning back, no turning back. Though none come with me, I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow. I want you to make this a prayer and then I'm going to pray and close the meeting. Let's sing this song.